Welcome back, creepy cats. We are finishing our two weeks of missing minority cases. In this episode, Jackie will discuss the disappearance of 18-year-old David Ortiz Jr. on Halloween night. Rumors have swirled since the day of David's disappearance, and the subsequent murder of a close family member leads to even more mystery. Please be aware that this episode will discuss assault, violence, and murder. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with another episode of Ooh, That's Creepy podcast. And today we are finishing up our Missing Minorities theme, telling one more little story about a missing minority in America. Are you going to tell about multiple or just one? Just one. Just one this time. And I don't, my heart was just, I don't know, like called to tell the story. I don't know why. Maybe because the parents are just so like the type that plead with the media a lot and I just had never really heard of the story so I'm like "Um." oh and then when it's like makes me sad (laughs) yeah when you see families who are so upset and then you look and there's maybe two articles on it that breaks my heart so much because I imagine being them and seeing other cases be huge when you look it up and have like two people talking about your family member so Yeah, and I'm not sure. It said in the articles I read that, like, the parents told Dateline. I'm not sure if there was a Dateline episode on this or just an article, but it's, like, kind of a shorter story, so I don't know if they'd have enough information for it to be a full episode, but... Well, I swear to God, I've seen every single episode of Dateline ever, so if this sounds familiar, I will tell you. Okay, well, we can just get right into it. Okay, wait, I have a question for the audience. Who's your favorite Dateline reporter? Yeah, tell us. Who's yours? Keith Morrison tied with with Miss Andrea. That's her name, right? Yeah, I do love Andrea, too. I love Keith Morrison, though. Like, he just... Oh, his voice is perfect, and he just gets sassy with them. It's great. Yeah, he has that true crime voice. He reminds me of whoever used to do the voice for Forensic Files, where you just hear it, and you know shit's about to go down. Yeah, he has a great journalism, newscasting-type voice. We love it. Keith, are you listening? Andrea? Hello. Hit us up. We love you guys. (laughs) Okay, so today we're going to be talking about David Ortiz Jr., that name does sound familiar. Does it? Yeah, it sounds familiar, but then again, David Ortiz is not... It's not the most uncommon sounding name. Yeah. So who knows. But this happens in the state of New Mexico, and David Ortiz Jr. was 18 in 2010 when he left his parents' house on Halloween around 5 p.m., And his cousin worked at this little, like, store called Snappy Mart. (laughs) I know, I like the name. And he said that David had stopped in around 9 p.m. to buy a pack of cigarettes. And David had plans to meet with friends later for Halloween. However, he never showed up. And that was literally the last time anybody ever saw David was at the Snappy Mart. So, he just, like, didn't show up to this Halloween thing with his friends. 
This might be meaningless, but what was he doing between five when he left his parents' house and nine when he was at the Snappy Mart? That's a really good question. I'm not sure if people know hmm. that much. Could mean meaningless because you never know with these cases, but at the same time, he could have been with someone who he intended to meet back up with. You never know. Yeah, that's for sure. Who knows what was going on during that time, but regardless, he had plans, so it doesn't seem like the type of thing where they would just take off or leave or go missing on their own accord, you know? Mm-hmm. So, people obviously thought it was suspicious from the jump, especially David's family, particularly because things had been really good for David in the time leading up to his disappearance, and only days before, David was actually granted visitation rights to his one-year-old son, Joshua, after he had been in a year-long custody battle with the son's mother. Yeah, it doesn't sound like he went missing on his own accord after win- or getting what you wanted out of a one-year custody battle. Yeah, that's like, it's not cheap, it's not easy, it's tough, it's stressful, It seems like after all that, it's odd that you would then go missing. Right. But. And also, if he just won that case or got the custody that he was asking for, you would think that just disappearing and not giving anyone a warning would take that custody away because you're kind of being a little irresponsible for your family. So that just seems so odd. Exactly, and it was only the day before David went missing that he and his son had their first visit together. And David had been doing a lot of studying recently, and he was just around the corner from earning his GED. And his mom had actually been studying to earn her GED as well at the same time. Aww. I know, super cute. Aww. And... His mom, Elizabeth Ortiz, did go on to get her GED, and she said that she did do it for David because they were supposed to do it together. Just take a little piece of my heart each episode. Why don't you? Yep, I'm sorry. I know these are, like, so sad. It's just, there's no other way to put it. And his family certainly thinks that he was murdered or met with foul play just because he was so, things were going so good for him. And he had just had that meeting, that visitation with his son, literally the day before he went missing. It's always so sad in these cases when people go missing just as things in their life are on the up and up. Exactly. And David's mother said that David was really happy to have his son Joshua back in his life and that he was really happy to be a father and that he was a really good father, even though he was only 18. Like he, it wasn't, you know, like he wasn't excited or happy to have a child or was running away from like being a dad he was really happy about it do we know about his baby mama what was her deal did they have a good relationship I do not think they had a good relationship like at all especially if they're in a custody battle but I really don't know a whole lot about her there's just not a lot about her included in news articles and stuff it just talks about how I definitely don't think they were on good terms by any means. I don't want to point fingers, but it does make you wonder if they had a bad enough relationship where she didn't want her son at all to see David. 
you know. Oh, for sure. That's definitely where my mind goes is what's up with that. That seems super coincidental. Yeah, I don't want to say just flat out like she had something to do with it, but seems maybe. weird, yeah. And after the family kind of exhausted their own resources and their own efforts looking for David, they did report him missing on November 3rd to the Silver City Police Department. And the family said that since it is a small town, that rumors about David's disappearance kind of just started, like, from the time he went missing up until the present. As always. Yep. They heard stories that someone had beaten David to death and thrown him in the trunk of a car and then dumped him in a landfill. Jesus. I don't know how someone comes up with that. I hate when people just make up the craziest shit. Like, where are you getting that from? I know. And just a month after David disappeared in November of 2010, police did execute a search warrant for a home in the 700 block of Mountain View Road. So, I'm assuming that's in Silver City. And they searched the residence and the property, but nothing was found. And I don't think they said, like, really why they're searching any of these places, but they have searched multiple places. Hmm. In April 2011, they also searched the Southwest Solid Waste Authority, but they didn't find anything there either. They also received another tip in 2012 that led them to a different Silver City residence, which I believe they searched and didn't find anything. And again, in June of 2012, they were led to another home where they executed another search warrant and brought a cadaver dog this time, but there was still no trace of David, and the cadaver dog really didn't help much because they did not find anything. Damn. How tragic for the family four different times to either get your hopes up or prepare for the worst, and every time it's nothing. Yeah, and it is good to know that police are following up with this case, unlike, you know, a lot of others. It does seem like they're trying to exhaust these leads, and they're sending people out to do these searches, so it's kind of, it's not like some of the other stories you told where the police aren't really doing a whole lot it seems like they are doing their best which is great and even crazier the fact that they're not finding anything that short in a small town exactly and it's like tips it's always I feel like it is kind of weird when tips are coming in because that means that there there's enough drama involved that people are talking about it yeah but who knows even in 2020, another search warrant was executed at the home of a person police said was considered a person of interest, but again, nothing was found there either. I wish I knew what police had in each of these searches, if it was just an anonymous tip, or I feel like if it's a person of interest, you have to have some fact. That's how I feel too, so I wish I would know, but I, I, I guess it's one of those things, if it's like proves to be true. They want the killer to reveal it and don't want it to come from the public, which I get, but still. Yeah. We need to know. The true true crime kitties want to know. That's been the theme of this week. Like, police, what do you know? Yeah, literally, tell us. Just tell us. Tell us what you have. We will hack your computer. 
<laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm just waiting for a police car right now to pull up. Like, we heard that. <laughs> We're totally kidding. We would never do that. <laughs> we just really want to know. I don't even have the skills to hack anything. No, I don't. I'm horrible with computers. I can barely get onto my own computer. <laughs> <laughs> right? I can barely change my password successfully. <laughs> but... Since this is kind of years ongoing, since David did disappear in 2010, the case has changed hands of the police multiple times and kind of been handed over to different police officers and, you know, get fresh eyes on it a couple times type thing. Mm -hmm. I think now it is in the hands of police officer Melinda Hobbs. Um, she's talked a good amount about this case to Dateline and, like, NBC News and things like that. David's family definitely believes that people know who did this or know more about David's disappearance, but they believe that people are too scared to come forward with the information that they have. And one of the reasons why they believe this it's because, sadly, David's sister, Nicole Leon Ortiz, was killed in September of 2012. She was only 21 years old. And she was killed by her boyfriend, Christopher Callaway, in Silver City, New Mexico, which is also, you know, where David went missing. Callaway told police that the two had been, well, he said he had been drinking. I actually don't know if... Nicole had been drinking, but he said that he had been drinking and that they were arguing over beans. Beans? Beans. I don't know. Can he elaborate on that? Yeah, I'm not sure what type of argument about beans could be that serious, but he had two pistols on him, a 22 caliber and a 357 revolver, and he said that the two were playing Russian roulette. Which, when people say that, I'm always just like... Like, uh, how does it go from we're arguing over beans to, like, let's pause the argument and play Russian roulette real quick? On some Nate Jacob shit. I literally have no idea. Yeah, that doesn't sound correct, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, but who knows? But he said that he had unloaded the three fifty seven except for one bullet, and he put the gun to his head and pulled the trigger twice. And he said that Nicole grabbed the gun and she did the same thing and pulled the trigger. However, the gun went off and it killed her. In November 2014, Calloway appeared before the 6th Judicial Court and agreed to plead no contest to charges of... It says child abuse, but I really don't understand what that's for. I mean, I know Nicole had a child, so I'm not sure if the child was there and saw. But... He pled guilty to no contest to charges of child abuse and neglect, uh, neglectful use of a deadly weapon in exchange for the state dropping the murder charges. I'm not sure what exactly his sentence was, but regardless, he did plead to that. That whole story just doesn't sit right with me. It doesn't make sense. I don't understand the charges, and it's probably just because we don't have the information handy to understand it. But I'm just not understanding. We were arguing, and then we just decided to play Russian roulette. Like, that doesn't add up. I totally agree. And David's family thinks that Nicole was killed because she found out that Callaway knew something or was involved somehow in David's death, and so he killed her. 
That's what David's parents think. Oh, my God. Yeah, so sadly, they do believe that their daughter's death could be related to their son's disappearance. Like, how sad is that? I couldn't even imagine trying to look for your child and then having to mourn another child. I know. Like, I really, really could not even imagine. That's so horrible. It is really sad. And David's mother believes that there's a lot of corruption in the small town, so she does think that it could be possible that people could be covering things up or something like that. And rumors just continue to persist even after Nicole's death, including in 2017 when an inmate drew a map for authorities with an X to mark where they would find David's remains However, authorities did not find remains at the site, and they only found animal bones. So, sadly, that was fruitless as well. But the family still is convinced that somebody knows what happened. I mean, they definitely think that it's so suspicious that this would happen right after he got custody back with his son. And they also think that him being a Hispanic man plays into... His case not still getting not a lot of attention. They're pushing for the state police to take over the case so that more resources can be put forward towards finding David and getting justice. And I don't blame them because even though this case does have some news articles written about it, it just seems like it's so suspicious the way he went missing. I just don't. It feels really, really solvable. Yeah, and all these tips coming in and everything like that, it just, it really does seem like one of those cases where someone knows something and all it takes is one person to spill the tea for it to come out. And I just like, I just wonder where all of these random rumors are circulating. I wonder if Nicole's boyfriend had any ties to David that could be connected I wonder it where his the mother of his child was at the time, if she had any ties, if anyone in her family or new boyfriends or anyone like that had, you know, criminal charges. Just so many questions still. I totally agree. I have a lot of questions and I just, yeah, once again, I feel like this is solvable and it really could be figured out, which is why I think that people should still be talking about it and focusing on it and stuff because it's like small town stuff usually someone knows something and I agree I think they might just be scared to come forward but still yeah and it just I wonder because I'm sure it wasn't in the articles but I wonder who he was as a person I wonder if he had any enemies besides Every, besides everything going on with the mother of his child and then what later happened with poor Nicole, I wonder if there's, like, something besides that. Did he have any enemies? Was there anyone at school or anything like that? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it seems like, mostly from the articles I've read, he was a really great person and caring and loving. But I just don't understand how it doesn't seem suspicious that the second he gets his child back, he goes missing. Yeah. When he had plans that night. And it's like, are there cameras at the Skippy Mart or wherever? Snappy Mart? Sorry. (laughs) I'm not sure. Could we have a camera from the outside view to see where he was going? Maybe he walked in a certain direction or something like that. I think he was driving, but that's a good point. Shit. 
in the meantime, David's parents are raising Damien, their daughter Nicole's son. Sadly, they don't have a lot of contact with Joshua, David Jr.'s son, because they said that there's just tension between the two families, which is never good. And I'm, I mean, I, I'm assuming we can, we know why. Yeah, and it's like, I understand that, of course. I'm sure if she had nothing to do with it, she's feeling like fingers are being pointed. Because they kind of are, until anyone has proof. But then it's just really sad for the parents that their last tie to their son, half of him, they can't even see. Yeah, I agree. And no one, yeah, it's like, it's hard for fingers not to be pointed, but... I don't know, if you have nothing to do with it, then it shouldn't really matter. That is true, too. If you had nothing to do with it, you could easily prove that to the police who could prove that to the family. So there's just still so many questions that are unanswered. And it's like I've been thinking so much about every single case we've covered the past two weeks because there are just so many questions that are still unanswered that I feel like could easily be answered. That's I really agree. I just feel like if these cases, a lot of them had more resources Especially from the jump, they could be solved quicker and easier. Yeah. But if anyone has any information on this case, obviously I'll put the number for the Silver City Police Department below who you should contact. Did you look on Reddit? I swear to God, sometimes Reddit will have a random thread of people like in town anonymously saying, I heard this and I heard this. I don't think I've heard anything on Reddit, to be honest. I couldn't... I didn't really see anything on Reddit. Damn. But it just kind of seems like people think that the... You know, the baby mom had something to do with it. And that's, like, not my opinion. It's just kind of how the facts, like, circumstantial evidence would say. Did any of the articles at all mention if she had an alibi or what she was doing on that night? No. Which, maybe the police are trying to keep that close, you know... True, true. Maybe the person of interest was somehow connected to her. She's probably, li- like, imagine if she had nothing to do with it, though. She's probably listening right now, like, you little bitches. But Yeah, it is sad if she doesn't, but, I mean, just reverse the roles, you know, if that was someone who went missing in your family. It's like any family member would do all that they could. Very true. So, that's that. I know it was a small story, and it's obviously sad, just like all the rest, but I feel like these cases are totally solvable, so we need to do our due diligence and talk about them. Well, yeah, let us know if you guys, too, if you've ever heard of these cases, if you have any tips, if you, you know, anything like that, just let us know. Um, I really hope that we could get some additional information on David's case and all of the other cases that we talked about this week. I agree, and let us know if you guys have any other missing persons cases you want us to solve, and we will definitely accommodate and talk about that. For sure. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Ew, That's Creepy. We love you, and we appreciate all of you guys every single time you listen. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at Ew, That's Creepy Podcast. Or send us an email at ew, that's creepypodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, creepy cats.